0: Hey, welcome back everyone. So every year we have a we have a, a Tubashvat Tish. So this is basically our, uh, yes. in lieu of our extravagant and very elaborate Tubashvat Tish, this is what we have tonight. We have a, a Rimoin, we have a Pomelo, and we have a, two apples, and you know. <speaking> in, <Hebrew> in fact, uh, the story goes. A particular Tubashvan tish, the uh, Rebbe gave out Pyrus, and uh, there was a guy in the back he didn't get. There wasn't enough boots to go around. So the Rebbe said that the Iker Peros, Elud Varm Shadam Oichel, Peros Sehem, the Talmud Torah, Kulam. The Iker Peros is Liman HaToyrus. So I want to share with you a thought on B'Shvat. Um, I said it over on Shabbos, but um, expanded it a little bit today as well. Uh, Rav Moshe Wolfson in a sefer says over from his father that who knows what is the Kriyas HaTorah that we read on on Tisha B'av? The Kriyas HaTorah of Tishabav, What do we read on tishabav? Anyone remember? We read from Parshas va'aschanan. Ki <laughs> Now. The week of tishabav is always the week of Parsha's Vashana. Right? Because the Shabbos after tishabav is always Vashanan. Tish the Shabbos before is Devarim, the Shabbos has yeah. So the reading of tishabav is from the Parsha of the week. It's interesting. That the leaning it's not from the beginning to Sheni, it's it's sort of the middle between Shani and Shlishi. And his father explained as follows that the Parshice that come out during certain zmanim of the year, have the hashba of that time of the year. In other words, a parsha that is read close to Pesach, let's say Tzav and Shmini, those parshas have in it the Hashbah of Pesach. The parshios that are read at other times of the year have the hashba of that time of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, Hashem knew... That the parsha of V'aschanan, is the parsha that's read when on Tishabav. So therefore, the Kriyas HaTorah, in other words, if we're going to read from any other parsha, then then Tishavav is going to affect that parsha. So that when we read that parsha, we're going to have the Hashbah of that zman. In other words, if the Kriyas HaTorah of Tubishva uh, of uh, Tishavav would be Ehveis, Parsha's Noyach, then next time we lay Noyach, we're gonna have influences of, uh, Tishabav on it. So Hashem didn't want Tisha B'Av to influence any other time of the year. So therefore the appropriate Kriz HaTorah for, for Tisha B'Av is V'Aschanan. this, because anyway we're laying V'Aschanan. Anyway V'Aschanan is the week of, uh, Tisha B'Av. In other words, whenever you lay a Parsha, that Parsha has in it effects from that Zman of the year. So Hashem saved us, so to speak, by giving us the Kriyas HaTorah of Va'eschanan on on because otherwise we didn't want Tishbetav affecting any other zman of the year. So from here we see a yesoid, that the Parsha lain at a certain time of the year is very much connected to that time of the year. So we could examine then Parshas boy and Parshas B'shalach, which are always the sandwich Parshiyos of Tubishvat and try to understand what do Parshas Boy and Beshalach have to do with tu There's nothing in Boy about tu There's nothing in Beshalach about tu But the hashpa of tu must be felt through the parashas of Boy and Beshalach. There's nothing anywhere about Tu-Beshvat. Oh, we're going to see. So it's a very interesting question. Uh, this question we've spoken about many times, that the, the netziv brings down the opinion of the Bahag, that the name of the second book of the Chumash is called Chumash Sheni. We know that the other books of the Torah have different names. Parashat Sefer Barashas is called Sefer HaYetzira, VaYikra, Torah Bamidbar, Chumash Devarim, Mishnah Torah. And for some reason, when it comes to Shemais, the BaHag did not come up with any creative name. He didn't even call it Shemais. He just called it Book Two. Wow, brilliant! You know how did he ever come up with that name? He doesn't call Baruch's book one. He doesn't call Vayikra book three. He doesn't call Vayikra book four. So why is Shema is called book two? Another interesting ha'ara is if you look in the Haggadah Shal Pesach, we find after listing the fifteen uh, ma'atanois that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave Yisrael, He took us out of Mitzrayim and He killed the firstborn and He. Judge their gods, and he gave us their money. We say, Allah eskama All the more so, taiva o All the more so, God did for us a double and two-layered taiva that He gave us. This He took us out of Egypt, and He and He brought the makos. In other words, the Balhagada saying that all the miracles of Yitzchus Mitzrayim were kefula o double-layered. How were the miracles of Egypt double-layered? What was double? What was layered about the miracles of Egypt? So we've said over in the past, from Rabino B'chaye, in at least six places, that even though we, we tend to think, when we read the parashios of Va'era, boy and B'Shalach, we think, what are we doing? We're remembering ancient history. God brought blood on the Egyptians. He brought frogs on the Egyptians. He brought hail on the Egyptians. We think we're remembering past history, but we know the Navi Micha says, Ki me Mitzrayim, just like I took you out of Egypt, are you in your voice? I will do miracles to you. In other words, Yitzit Mitzrayim is a paradigm and a pre-enactment of all the future miracles Yuvon Hashem is going to do to us When he redeems us, us, in other words, when Mashiach comes, God will wipe out the enemy with blood, with frogs, with lice, with wild animals, with plague, with oroiv, with dever, with shechem, with boils. In other words, the makos in Egypt were the pre-enactment, the trial run for all the miracles that would occur before Hashem redeems us. Rabbin B'chayi says even that we're going to go through a desert. Ravina B'chayi says there's going to be a Kriyasi Yamsuf before the Mashiach comes. Rabin B'chayi says an amazing thing. How many dates were given in Mitzrayim as to when the redemption will happen? So one, it was 210, it says. And then it says 400. And it says 430. And while we were in Egypt, we could not wrap our heads around reconciling these numbers. In fact, the B'nei Ephrayim left 30 years early. They thought the the, the 4.30 were up already, right? The Bnei Ephraim left early. And then when they finally left, they were able to reconcile. Okay, 210 in Egypt, 400 from the birth of Yitzchak, 4.30 from the of HaBassarim. In Daniel, three dates are given to the coming of the Mashiach. 1,375, three different dates, says Rabin Mechai. If when the numbers are given and we know what the numbers are and we still don't know how to reconcile it until God takes us out certainly the numbers in Daniel which we don't even know what the numbers are we don't even know what number it's saying we won't be able to reconcile and figure out how to calculate these numbers until the Mashiach comes but everything that happened will repeat itself and this works well with the Shittah that Moshe is Rashi Tevois Ma shahaya. Who? In other words, just like Moshe took us out of Egypt, he will be the Redeemer. The Rabbeinu Mechayi says, following Lashayim, Kol Echad. All the Navim prophecy in the same vein. He also says, Kol pe-echa. All the prophets agree unanimously that the way the future redemption will look will parallel the original redemption from Egypt. He me made Seizcha Me'aretz Mitzrayim says in the sea voice, that's why we say in the Haggadah, every miracle of Mitzrayim was two-layered. It was for then and for the future. It was for then and it was a trial run. To prove. It was voice, similar, bottom, don't go anywhere, for the future. In other words, Yerusha made the miracle then and he used that as a paradigm and pre-enactment to be able to bring future redemption to the Jewish people. That's kama v'kama, toiva Now, by the way, this would explain why the Bahag refers to Sefer Shemais as? Book two. Book two. Because while Sefer Bereshis was the Masai Avoy Simen Labanim for the first era of our history, whatever Avram Yosef and Yaakov did, that created what will happen to us from their time until today. But what created what will happen to us In the end of days, that's book 2. That's the brilliance of the Baha'g's dubbing Sefer Shemais book 2 because Sefer Shemais literally will create the future era of the Jewish people. So now, just as an aside, you might wonder, Really? You're telling me God will take retribution against our enemies, that they're going to turn on the shower, and uh, instead of water coming out, they're going to be sprayed with blood? And the enemy is going to have e- frogs coming out of their ears. And they're going to have boils. They're going to have... Uh, really? God's going to make open miracles? He's going to split the Atlantic Ocean? I mean, God's going to really do that? God's going to do that for us? So in, in this context, I like to say over from Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Rabbi Yaakov Emden says uh, the famous observation. He says, we know that you know, the, the death toll in time of Horbin Bayes Rishon was staggering. The Romans killed 1.1 million Jews and then they tried to hunt down every Jew they could find. Tens of thousands were killed during the Crusades. The 200,000 Jews were forcibly baptized in Spain in 1391. 300,000 Jews were expelled in 1492. Tens of thousands in the Chalmanitsky pogroms. Says Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Emden that he says that by Boynanti thinking about the status of the Jewish people after everything we've traversed. So many years. We, the exiled nation, the scattered sheep. He says, I swear. When I think about the miracle of Jewish survival... Godla, Etzli, Yoiser, Mima, Sha'asa, Hakadosh, is much greater than all the wonders God did for us in Egypt. says of Yaakov Emden, and he's writing this, you know, in the 18th century, that when he thinks about the miracle of Jewish survival in the 18th century, It's a much greater miracle than the Exodus. So if you wonder, and by the way, if Rabbi Yaakov Emden wrote that in the 18th century, what would he say today after a Holocaust, after everything that's transpired in the last 250 years? Rabbi Yaakov Emden would say it's a miracle that ain't kamal chubber yo'yohalashayah. So if you wonder, will God perform a miracle for us on par with the Exodus? Pal, God's already performed for us a much greater miracle. And that is the fact that we're still alive and kicking. That's a much wow. greater miracle. So, here it is. These events, of Parshas Boy and Mishalach, we're not reading about past history. We're reading about it because this is, so to speak, the handbook of what the future redemption will look like. Now, I ask you a question. We know... And this would explain, what we're saying would explain, we know, the Gemara says, um, when will the redemption happen? Rabbi Lezer says, the redemption will happen in Tishrei. Reb Yeshua says, the redemption will happen in Nisan. Rabbi Yeshua says, Who do we paskin like? The Ran says, we pasken like Rabbi Yeshua. When in Nisan? So the Rekeach writes, the Namar, Ki, Fada Hashem S Yaqov, Ugala, Miyad, Hazak Mimenu, Baruch Atta Hashem, Gaal Yisrael, fifteen words. The Tess Vov Benisan Negalu will the Tess Vov Benisan Asidan Liga. Just like God redeemed us on Pesach the first time, he redeemed us the second time. Coincidence? Of course not. Masayavois Similobanim. It's Kafula Umchupelas. The redemption of Egypt was double layered. You think you're reading about Boim B'shalach for what happened 3,300 years ago? You're reading about Boim B'shalach to understand what's going to happen tomorrow. Bez Hashem, this coming Nisan, You're not reading about the reason why we have a mitzvah to remember Yitzchus mitzvah every day of our life is not to remember past history. It's in order to anticipate upcoming events. You know the most important thing you have to tell your children. There are uh, coming attractions for the Jewish people. You don't read about what God did, you're trying to read about what God will do. Now let's talk about Tishrei. We paskin, when will redemption happen? Nisan. Well, Rebelazar says Tishrei. Rebelazar says the world was created in Tishrei. Rebelazar says the world was created in Nisan. Now, the world was created in Nisan, Adam Arishon was created on Aleph Nisan. When did God say, let there be light? Six days earlier, Chafei Adar. So really, the first day of creation, according to Rabbi Shua, who we pass and like, is the 25th day of Adar. Fine. That means, Lechoira, says the Kleisenberger Rebbe, the first day of the process of redemption will be Chafei Adar. Now we have a principle, that whenever God brings something into being, He conceives of the idea how much earlier... God conceives of you have a you have someone who is an embryo. God conceives of their zevuk forty days earlier. Conception is always forty days before. So if the beginning of the process of geula is is adar, then the conception of the idea is forty days earlier. Says the on As the sap rises in the tree, it arises in the mind of God to redeem the Jewish people. That, ask the Klozin Rebbe, why don't we say Tachlan on Tubishvat? not a, ha-. what's happy about Tubishvat? The the Meiser year is over, so now you start taking off Meiser of a new crop. What's so happy about that? It's just a line of demarcation. The Simcha of Tubishvat is the Yomtif of the Mamish, the Seeds of Geulah, the Beginning of Redemption. Now, that means, right now, tonight, we hope it is rising in the mind of Kachavrichu, Ligal Es Yisra. So what parashiois would be most appropriate to bookend to Bishvatim? This is the chiddush that we didn't say on Shabbos. What parashiois would be the most appropriate bookends to bookend to sandwich Two bishmat, the day that God conceives of the redemption, the parashas that speak about the redemption of the Jewish people, namely, and b'shalach. And therefore, the Yuban I believe every year, two falls out in the uh, year the, the weeks between and b'shalach, because these are the parashas that speak not just about the past redemption of Nesraim, but they are boyam b'shalach, are kifula, or they're double-layered for then, and Bezalel Hashem, we hope for the future, and we hope in the zechus of these parshiyos, it should be oileh ha-makoyim, to conceive of the idea that Bezalel Hashem, this coming chafeh adar, should begin the process of geula. This past chafeh adar was sort of the beginning of a very uh, difficult year for Klal Yisrael, and we hope that that uh, it's only yud Be'ez chaydash and Bezalel Hashem, beginning now already, beginning tonight, should be the process. Of G'ula should begin, and maybe that's why Chazal say that at the Yamsuf, Kla would stick their hands into the water and they would pull out Perois, Maybe also a remez to two Vishrat being part of the G'ula of Kla which should be Zoicha to the G'ula Shlema, of Yameino, Amen.